Hey, Rachel here from the NYC Godcast, where we offer wacky wisdom weekly from God's Word. This whole month, we're taking a look at our theme for camp, Brick by Brick. Today, we're going to talk about the cost of living the Christian life. So... The building process of our lives will always come at a cost. While in Egypt, Israel was faced with a decision, stay a slave and enjoy Egypt, or find freedom and surrender their straw. God's desire for his people was a process of removal, the taking away of what separated them from him. Yet Israel wanted what was easy instead of what was eternal. They sought comfort instead of conformity. The lifelong building process of a Christian includes both the process of building and bulldozing, removing and reconstructing. Like Israel, we will fight the foreman of our faith and masterpiece he desires to frame us into, or will we surrender the master plan of the carpenter from Nazareth? So can we unpack a little bit where we're at? Not, we're not that comfortable. Uh, (laughs) That was interesting unpacking. That was, yeah. That one, yeah. I thought you were doing a magic trick. So on Tuesday of camp, our theme is bartered bricks. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about Israel and Egypt. Um, and so the Bible kind of opens up with this dra- dramatic story of, of Israel being enslaved in Egypt. And they're, they're, making, they're making bricks and they use straw to do so. Well, we know the story. And as they're making bricks, you know, they're being beaten and treated poorly. And so the Bible says that God hears the cry of his people. He hears their burden. He hears their grief. And so God's like, you know what? I hear you. I will do something about it. And so, you know, we know the story. God sends Moses to Israel in slavery and Moses says, let my people go. And <laughs> and yeah, nothing. Just like that. Nothing happens. And, uh, so I thought that was rather swell, but apparently I'm not made for Broadway. So as Moses says this, Israelites think, oh, good. God finally hears us. We're getting out of here. Instead, what actually happens is Pharaoh takes away the straw from the Egyptians, which makes their brick building even harder, a more difficult thing instead of an easier thing. And so that's what you're talking about here is that uh, a lot of times we think that building brick by brick is just going to be, oh, goody, he's going to give me all the pieces. We're going to put it up. It's going to be easy, schmeezy, lemon, squeezy. And instead, all these versions. And so instead, a lot of times what happens is he actually takes away from our life before he adds to our life. Mm -hmm. And so there's this bartered brick process where we're like, I want to be freed, but I don't want to lose my straw. Right. I want I want what's good, but not if it comes by what's bad. And yet the Bible always tells us the process is God uses all things for good. Um, so many stories in the Bible, you know, Joseph and, and Job and the Israelites in different places we find where um, horrible things happen, and yet God uses it for good. And so the removal of straw is actually part of the building process. Yeah. So that sets us up for the question. The question. So we're a people of hacks and shortcuts, right? Like we all want mm-hmm. to have things as easy as possible, always seeking to make things easy for ourselves. So throughout each of your lives, what is one of the lies the world has told you that is an easy way of doing something versus the way that God would want you to do it? Mm. Making money. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there's no yeah, easy I way mean, to make money. <laughs> <laughs> because um, 
you know, the, the world is pretty much drills in our head. Mm-hmm. Like your success is based, off your based on how much your income is. Not, what, even, not even what you do with your income is that if you make this much money, you are successful. You know what I mean? And then that, of course, leads to people telling you, well, if you did this or this or this, it's so much easier yeah. to make money. Like, why are you sweating? You know what I mean? Like, there's an easier way to do this. And I can't tell you how many times someone in my life has come along and said, you know, there's an easier way to do this. Or you're doing that all wrong. I did it this way and it was easier. Where what God, it's a process. You know what I mean? Anything that involves a process has no shortcuts to it because the process in itself requires you to do things a certain way. You know what I mean? If you skip, it's it's like building a house. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you say, well, I'm going to skip the frame and just stack up this drywall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, my house will be done faster, <laughs> but would your house last as long? Right. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I think we've been learning around here that um, God is more interested in the workmen than the work. Yes. He's more interested in what he's doing in you than the end result of a built house. It's the yes. building process. And that's kind of what we're talking about the whole week of camp is um, a lot of times we're focused on, I want to have this house finished. And he's like, yeah, but it's the process of getting to the house, the building brick by brick that I'm really interested in. Because truth is, we aren't going to have a finished product till we die. <laughs> right, so yeah. why rush the process? Um, it's really the building process that he cares about. So, Are you, Hello, friend. Hey. Hi, Jamie. Uh. <laughs> Hi, man. Hey, I, uh, I mean, yeah, I forgot already. No, I do think uh, I've, I've actually been listening to a lot of like similar things um, where it talks about, you know, kind of to what Kevin said is that God doesn't, God cares about it getting done, but it, he also cares about how it's done. Yes. yes. Right. That's and that's, yeah. uh, that's something that we need to always remember, right? Because whether it's ministry or whether it's um, like for me, you know, I've shared like my burden is, always wanted to share the gospel like that's always at the forefront of my mind and sometimes i that can get in the way of what god wants to get done because mm-hmm. god is is not just working on the person that i'm sharing with but he's also working on me as well Absolutely. and that's i mean our god is so powerful or mighty that he's able to do both of those things at yep, once yep. where i'm thinking you know just i'm just one track minded yeah. and god is like no there's yeah there's more layers to this yeah. god's, you know what I mean? so, god's more than an eight track <laughs> yeah um i think for me so it's kind of a lame answer but most of them are they're but, brother and sister they can yeah we're feeling that today yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh what was the question the question was you answer that and i'll answer that what is the question yeah where have you listened to the world that told you it's easy versus doing it god's way so let me answer that okay <laughs> do tell um, I, so i think for me over the course of my life it's been where true happiness comes from mm. I think that's something we all like feel. I think all of us fall for that, you know, that pitfall of, oh, just do this or just spend time here, do this, do this, do this, and you'll have happiness. Mm-hmm. And yet the reality is only true joy comes from God himself. And so um, a lot of times finding true joy is a lot more hard. It's a lot more difficult than temporary happiness. Right. Uh, and so like we can sell out for the cheap stuff. Or we can endure for what's really valuable and eternal, which is joy. I mean, joy is a fruit of the spirit. It's an eternal thing. It's a brick, I would say, Mm -hmm. that we can build our life with and something that will last forever. 
Um, but a lot of times we settle for happiness. So, um, you know, fill in your blank there. Happiness looks different on everybody. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think that would be, that would be yeah. bad. And that like uh, makes me think of visually like building your house with real bricks, real joy versus like substitute, like cardboard bricks. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you don't have the true joy. Right. You're, it's nuts. Yeah. It, and it would be a soggy hot mess. Yes. It would, it would burn. It would. Yeah. Huff and puff and blow your house down. Okay. Well, houses yeah. burn down anyway. But anyway, that's beside <laughs> the point. So, um, as I listen to you guys' answers, after after question, is has anyone ever told you like a hack or a shortcut? The hack or shortcut is, is Jesus. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Like the world really wants you to jump through hoops and you know what I mean, run an obstacle course for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas we just took it as no, I'm gonna give it yeah. to God. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, Jesus is like the most easily difficult. Mm-hmm solution to every question you know what i mean because yeah, like yeah. ultimately you're right he is the e- like that's the easy route to go jesus instead of all those hoops they want you to jump through but ultimately it's also the hardest route to choose jesus <laughs> because you're laying everything down and so it's like we have so much in the way yeah the exactly i would use the, the term is simple yeah but it's not easy yeah right? i would simple agree doesn't yeah. always mean easy right. yeah. i've heard you, you say know. that so many times good yeah, good I job say, i say it a lot yeah. it's good job hey you somewhere. Oh, okay. So I thought it was tattooed on you somewhere. <laughs> I said, hey, you. It's the hey, me. He didn't get it. <laughs> I ignored it. <laughs> he got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to go uh, to your question, original question. Um, so we've been talking about mentorship, mm-hmm. and that's something that uh, I've been blessed to always have that in my Christian mm-hmm. walk from the time that I gave my life to Christ to have that. And at the time, I wasn't aware, but uh, mentorship or discipleship, I had that in my life. And I didn't understand at first what was going on. And my thought was that the person who was discipling me or mentoring me, he was building bridges for me mm. so that I wouldn't have to go through some of the pitfalls yeah. that he went through. Mm. What I didn't understand that was happening is he was telling me, no, you're going to go through this, yeah. <laughs> right? I can't build those bridges right. for you, you know, and it wouldn't benefit you any if I did. Yeah. But that's what we try to do, yeah. right? Like even as I think as, as racing, um, you know, my, my, my sons, I want them to be able to be in a place um, where they're further along mm-hmm. by the time they become parents than right. I was. So I want to build bridges for them. Um, and we should to a certain point. Right. But in our Christian walk or, you know, or our, our daily growth, we can't we can't avoid some of the yeah. pitfalls. You know, yeah. We're going to we're going to have to go through yeah. that process. Through. Yeah, because the truth is, if you if you do dodge those pitfalls, there will be new pitfalls like there, oh, yeah. there, there are going to like that's literally a part of the building process is enduring your pitfalls or enduring stronger. Those, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. And those if you went on every bridge you would be a very weak christian mm-hmm. because you never endured the difficulty. you didn't need faith for anything right. because right. you always had the bridge to yeah. Yeah. walk over but yeah, so, so back to the point was you know i was under the misunderstanding yeah. that that's what this person right. was trying to do for me mm-hmm. and he never said that yeah you know what i mean and that was never the point he was just making aware like hey this is going to come alongside the road right. Be aware of that. And if you do fall, you know, this is how you get back up. And so, but the world doesn't teach that, right? Like you said, they want to give you. Yeah, they're they're putting up signs to jump in the pit. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. like, and and I mean, back to the straw, like, that's kind of, that is the world's mantra. Like, hold tight to your straw, the things that make you happy, the things that make your life easy. Cling to the straw, sell all you have to get more straw. Go door-to-door selling straw. Like, do all you can for the straw. And yet, God comes along and says, give me your straw. I'll make your life better. But it's going to be a lot difficult to get there. And so, straw. I can imagine myself. Like, here, 
Take this, please. I'll keep the rest. <laughs> <laughs> we all do that, though. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you, you mean that way? Like, <laughs> you go, God, like, the scarecrow yeah. walking out. <laughs> As you're leaving a trail of straw everywhere yeah, you go, yeah. you know? So, But have you guys seen those Christians who hold to the straw, like cling to the straw? I mean, I have. And like, <laughs> yes, there's happiness. They're holding to something in, in hopes of ha- that happiness, their straw. But then you look at how much they're losing because they're holding on to that. You know what I mean? They're they're losing so much joy and so much fulfillment and contentment and eternal things, uh, life that lasts. And so there's always a cost to straw. I think that because God is like the one-stop shop for everything, yeah. you know what I mean? So like God would be like Walmart. Because you can get anything you need at Walmart. Like, you can go there and do your groceries. You, you have buy a your... Walmart heavy. Not like Walmart. I can't think of, like, another store, like, that has, like, I groceries and... Yeah. Maybe he's more like Amazon. No, I don't know. That's don't not know. good. Yeah. Menards. <laughs> you say big... No, never mind. But anyway, but, like, the, the things the world offers you are just, like... Like Foot Locker, you can only go there to get a limited. <laughs> I'm getting amount very of confused. <laughs> okay, like what I'm saying is that because God supplies us with all of our needs, yeah. and the world focuses on one particular. Yeah. So God's like a shopping need. Mall. Yes, okay. yes. Like you, <laughs> you can go to God for everything. <laughs> where the world, like, like for example, if you feel like if, if you're, I don't know, broke and lonely. Okay, the world can only fix. One of right. those two things, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, I will give you, a, you know, yeah. a spouse, but you're still gonna be broke. Or I can give you financial, but you know what I mean? Where God, He can give you yeah. everything, but people are clutching to that. At least I have this, right. you know. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that's a mentality of the world. So, this is year fourteen of the NYC. It's correct. Kind of a, the gray area. Yes, it really is. We'll say fourteen. Okay. Um, a gray fourteen, is, and I would say like, what would you say? Eighty percent of those fourteen years have been on surrender. Yeah. Like very much packaged differently, mm-hmm. different shapes and sizes and colors, but it's always been surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, has really just been our our banner, um, and probably so. Like I love that. I love that. That's I love that. Um, but really, that's what this this theme comes down to. Like, I think we talked about this some last year, but I think we look at this theme, build, you know, building brick by brick. I'm like, ooh, we get to build and we get a house out of the deal. And it's. But you got to start with minus before you get to addition, mm-hmm. subtraction before addition. And so there's this order of operations that God wants to do before you can build our lives. And so um, I think we talked last week about um, a lot of the saints gone by would call the surrendered life, the abundant life, the exchanged life. Mm-hmm. And what they meant by that was you have to give something to get something. And that's, that's what God says. I mean, Jesus steps on the scene and he says, um, unless you pick up your cross, follow me, you can't be my disciple. Unless you lay all down, you can't be my disciple. And so all throughout the Gospels, we see this subtraction process. We see this call to laying down, this giving up of straw. And yet in our modern day culture of Christianity that we live in, it's all about addition, addition, me, mm-hmm. give, yeah. add, 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 add. That's not biblical. That's not Christianity. Because Christianity starts with subtraction. Right. Because in the worldly view of Christianity, like you said, it's all about me, 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 yep. me, me. And you're just piling on to yourself. And yep. clearly, like you want more of God and less of you. So you're really doing the exact opposite yeah. because we are finite in what we can do. You know what I mean? So if we fill ourselves up with worldly things, you know what I mean? Like we're literally leaving no room for God. I, I think you posted something earlier. Oh, I know you posted something earlier this week. I read it clearly from you. 
where it was. She's like, me or you? Me? Okay. Miguel doesn't post anything. Are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. Are you really? How long have I known you? I don't want to tell you. I don't want to document. <laughs> <laughs> he posted a picture of like his kid lifting weights with him. That's like the last thing I remember. But anyway, that one's uh, you. That one. Everybody remembers that. But like you, you posted something earlier this week that said God only, God leaves no one unfulfilled except people who are full of their self or something. That was that. Jamie's quotes from last week's podcast. But yes, I did share that. Okay. It was better online. I understand. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. DL Moody. I don't think she ever... Was that her quote, yep, actually? that was her quote. Okay. All right. So that's what it is. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? That, that, that's the subtraction because right. you must reduce yep. yourself, what you want, basically, yeah. so God can give you what he wants. Yeah. And so so if you if you are picking up what we're laying down, uh, last week we talked about banished bricks and how it started with the Tower of Babel and how God obliterates what they tried to build. And so you got your life and you're trying to build your life and God scatters it and says, no. This Tuesday, this week, we're talking about uh, bartered bricks, which is surrendering. Mm -hmm. Different, that's different from obliterating. Right? right? Do we see the difference? It doesn't seem different, but it is different. (laughs) Uh, And so the second day is bartered bricks. It's those things in your life, they may be good things, but if you have clutched them, they're in a very dangerous place when it comes to building your life via God. Mm-hmm. And so Tuesday is talking about surrendering, laying down those things. And it could be, you know, there are churches who clutch straw in the way they do their services or in, you know what I mean, structure, kind of music or, or different things like that. You can clutch that straw as if it is as important as God himself. I heard this, I actually read this illustration this week and I plan to use this in very, very much. I love this so much. Do you guys know what a sailboat is? I, I, yeah, I've heard of them. You've heard of them. Yeah. So uh, on a mystical place called the lake, there's a thing called sailboats. <laughs> and so the, basically the, the analogy the was this. Too, just saying, oh, yeah. really? I've, yeah. We live on the lake. Um, oh, okay. So a sailboat, you have the boat and then you have the sail. The thing is the boat can't go anywhere, even with the sail, unless you have what? Wind. Wind. And so what they said was God himself is the wind. The way we catch God, if you will, is the sail. And so like the church services, the way we do services, the way we do ministry, the way we do children's ministry, that's the sail. But ultimately that sail is useless unless God is in that. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm saying is a lot of times we grasp, we hold our straws, that sail, we hold tightly to the way we do things, the things we do when it's really no use without God blowing that. Does that make sense? So, so very clearly here we are talking about Christians, right? Born again, not people who say they're Christians, not people who live what I call like the Christian culture, who just right. kind of goes. We're talking about Christians, and this is something that's convicted. Conv- uh, I'm being convicted about even now as I speak. Is how foolish are we that we begin with Jesus, we trust in Him, our salvation, our eternal soul, right? But then we turn around mm. and we put our faith in every other thing, whether it's Absolutely. church services or whether it's you know whatever. And we don't trust Jesus with those things either. Yeah. And that's really what we're saying, right? We we trusted him for our salvation. Mm-hmm. And yet we don't want to let go of the things where he's trying to cleanse us of these things. He's trying to sanctify us, right? To be more like him. Isn't that just, that just sound foolish? Yeah, absolutely. I'm convicted even as we Thank <laughs> well, you for inviting and me. It, <laughs> <laughs> I think that the year 2020 specifically pointed out straw in a lot of people and a lot of churches' lives. We saw where we were more interested in the sail than the wind, more interested mm-hmm. in the straw than the brick yeah. or building. 
And so I think that really put a finger on a lot of things. Um, and 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 t- like Miguel said, there really was a purifying that came out of 2020 mm-hmm. where a lot of churches did change priorities. Um, but that doesn't mean it was enjoyable. Like it was a painful process. And I think like with what Miguel said, we are Christians. I think as long as you're alive, there should be – why does that sound like I'm from Wisconsin? Uh, <laughs> as long as you're alive. How do people from Wisconsin say? Anyway. Minnesota? Minnesota, are they the same? Are they the same place? I'm convinced. What were we even saying? No, I think that as long as we're alive, as long as we're a Christian, until we get to heaven, there will always be a new straw that you're grasping that needs laid down. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I think as soon as you conquer that one, God's like, "What's that straw in the corner? Yeah. What's that in your pocket? Yeah. I see a straw. You I want to build your life. Give me the straw." Yeah. And so I yeah. think that it's a mistake for a lot of Christians to think, "Oh, I laid down my straw years ago. I'm good to go." No, mm-hmm. my friend, look no. in your pocket. Yeah. There's straw there. How did I get there? Yeah. What I mean? So like... I used to work at uh, McDonald's a long, long time ago. You're not that old. Yeah. So we used to get in trouble for eating the chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember this time. I like where this is going. Very clearly, the manager was like, Miguel, are you eating something? And I had a <laughs> mouthful of chicken nuggets. And I was like, so mm-hmm. good. <laughs> that's what we that's, do. That guys. is exactly like, what we Miguel, do. What do you have over there? <laughs> Nothing. And I'm over here building like. <laughs> He's shaped like a chicken nugget. <laughs> so, but that's, that's what we do. That's exactly like, what we do. Yeah. God is like, no, I'm like, you got it over there, dude. Yes, I see it. Yes. Isn't it? But like we, we live a life of surrender. Yeah. Okay. So like it's almost like, like we – I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but it's almost as if we generate straw in, 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 in some kind of way because yeah. it's like I surrender everything. So, to Kevin, you hear God. me out. Mm-hmm. We're made of the dirt of the ground and we produce straw. I don't know. There's something to that. Actually, we're made from dust because dirt That's has correct. a purpose. Dust has Technically, no purpose. we're made out of the leftover of dirt because the word is ash, really, in the Genesis. But go okay. on. I'm but just, anyway, I'm okay. distracting right, on purpose. Okay. Good job distracting because I almost <laughs> forgot what I was going to say. So anyway, so like we can we can think that, you know what I mean, I surrendered everything. Like I have nothing left, Lord. You know what I mean? And then he's like, what's that in your ear? Mm-hmm. And we're like, more strong. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it's almost as if like we can't – like we're – like we're not always saying – you know, I'm gonna hide this piece of straw right. from God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we sometimes can, it's not intentional, right? Like we could be totally like we think we got rid of which is all of it. Which is and, back to it, straw can be a good thing. Like you know what I mean? So I was thinking of the story. I don't know if you listened to the podcast, the Isaac, uh, but we know the story of, of Isaac and Abraham, and like mm-hmm. Isaac had become straw in Abraham's life, if you will, if you allow the analogy. And so, what did God say? Lay down your straw. Now, ultimately, he got to keep the straw. But it was the proving process of his willingness to lay down the straw. Yes. And so it's the same in our lives. Like sometimes it's not it, – it, there can be sin that's straw and you need to lay that down. Right. That yeah. thing will bite you. But there's also good things in our lives that God's like, if you would give me that, it will be much better. It will be painful to give it up, but it will be so much better if you give it up. And here's the beautiful part about that story, right? As you read it, you know, we all focus on like Isaac was going to – so God did not want Isaac. God wanted Abraham. Absolutely. And that's the beautiful part, right? Yep. God wants, he doesn't care, you know, if I, let's say, uh, you know, my my family is, is destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's not like he doesn't care about my family, but he cares about me Absolutely. so much that he wants to show me a better way, right? Yep. But we don't see that because we're so mm-hmm. 
one focus mind. Because our mouth's full of chicken nuggets. I'm glad I resonated. I sure did. I felt that deeply. <laughs> so I was thinking too, you're doing a wonderful job today. I, I, you really are. Um, I was thinking about being a parent and how often are oh, we. I'm sorry. Just the way you said, like, I was thinking about becoming a parent. I was thinking, like, yeah. what do you, do you suggest? I like, recommend five out of five. You are a parent. Uh, By the time you decide to be one. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about being a parent and, like, Miguel's McDonald's analogy. <laughs> How often do we go to our kid and we're like, is that a nugget in your mouth? And they're like, whoa. And yet they see nugget crumbs all over our mouth. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that is a lot of times what parents I'll, I'll say this, parents, but also youth leaders, Sunday school teachers, pastors, we're so do what's right, lay it, lay it down, you surrender, you get this right, you serve God, all the while we've got nugget crumbs on our face. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying is Jesus is the best thing ever. He's worth surrendering it all for, but I've not yet done it. You do it. Do you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And yes. that really, I mean, we heard it this morning in, in the Sunday morning message hypocrisy drives people out of the church faster than anything. Right. And there will always be hypocrisy in the church as long as there's people in the church. We know that. But our goal is to always be the same in all places to all people and to never expect of others what we've not yet done ourselves. And so maybe we may we be mindful of being that manager. Uh, make sure, you know, we have laid down our nuggets before we ask others to lay down their nuggets. I seem to eat chicken nuggets too. Though. <laughs> <laughs> he set the standard. <laughs> that, that, that's a great point. Um, I don't stutter, but everything on the podcast I stutter. <laughs> but that's a great point to say, like, we have to live our lives a certain way mm-hmm. because once someone knows you're a Christian, okay, they pay more attention to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, sometimes it's, like, for a bad reason. It'd be like, oh, you know, Miguel said he's a Christian. Well, let me trip him up and right. prove to him. You know, you know what I mean? Or really, it's more like, let me show the world what a Christian is. So I'm going to trip up Miguel. Okay. But it's up to Miguel to be able to, you know what I mean? Still, no matter what, yeah. portray himself as a Christian. And eventually, the person who's trying to trip you up will be like, there might be something yeah. to what you're saying. So what do you guys think about this? What do you think about being honest about your nugget needs? Oh, he's gonna run with that one. I really like that a lot. <laughs> I really do. We may have to rewrite some prayer stations to fit chicken nuggets in now. I'll have a little baker back there just baking chicken nuggets. Um, you don't bake chicken nuggets, you fry. You're correct. You're correct. Um, but just being honest, like you know, Juliet sees me with nugget crumbs, and I just told her not to eat nuggets, and I'm like, you know what, Daddy was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but spiritually, just telling her, you know what? I recognize I need to lay this down. Daddy is not perfect. Daddy needs to surrender. And I hope that you'll come to a place where you want Jesus more than this and you'll surrender too. I think we live in such a day where we do try to put on that facade of I've got this all together. And mm-hmm. they are watching. But do you know what pops their hypocrisy bubble faster than anything? Transparency and honesty. We should live above approach. We should lay our nuggets down. <laughs> <laughs> but we should also be honest that we are human. The good that I do, I do not. And the, do, the bad that I do not, I do. Close. Something like I'm that. working. It's the message. Yeah. <laughs> I have no the idea what you were says, trying to say. Good try. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Any clarification? But do you see what I'm saying? Like, we are human. We are flesh. We will fail. We don't want to. We want Jesus. And we recognize he is the greatest of all. He's worthy of laying all things down. But daddy's not perfect. Josh is not perfect. The preacher's not perfect. I also am in this struggle with you. And I see and I understand what you're going through. I think for me that is one something that um you know that I guess 
a goal for me is, you know, like what the pastor said, it was a message that I've been dealing with since mm-hmm. I started coming to church, right? Um, how I feel the burden of, of make sure my, my children stay in yeah. church, you know what I mean? And I, the message was perfect this morning. But when my son looks back at his dad, I don't want him to say, you know, my dad always thought he was perfect. Yeah. I want him to say, my dad fell down many times. So yeah. he had a front row seat to my mistakes. Yeah. But he saw that I kept getting up Absolutely. and I continued. And not just the way that I was at church was the same way that I was at home. Yeah. And it's a struggle. Like you said, it's not easy. So building these bricks, uh, Israel, Christians, is not going to be easy, right? It's going to be hard, especially because that it took the straw away. So now you got to do more work. Mm-hmm. But it's so worth it. Absolutely. It's so worth it. So that kind of sets me up for the next question. I thought um, we were done. No, we have more questions. I'm sorry. I would have not talked nearly as much. <laughs> so though we shouldn't take the easy instead of eternal, this doesn't necessarily mean that we should just live a hard life making things miserable all the time. Um, I think that God can call us to the option that does feel a lot harder, but that shouldn't equal misery. Um, when we're giving up things for God, it shouldn't just be miserable or it might be pointless and not what God actually was wanting from us, kind of like the Isaac and um, illustration. He didn't want Isaac. He was, he was wanting the, it was the heart that he was interested in. So is, is there a time in your lives where you were miserable trying to, to sacrifice, but it might not have been what God really wanted? Do you have an answer? No, go ahead. No, you're first. You didn't no. answer the last question. I, the person doesn't answer the question. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> You go first this time, Josh. I'm not ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> I call, that, a Israel, I call that a Tuesday in my life. <laughs> no, it's uh, so again because of uh, just the way that God works in my life uh, is the burden for me is how do I work in the ministry while also being present for my family? Yeah. Like those two things are always, you know, um, just at the the forefront of my mind. And what I find myself doing is sometimes I'm ignoring the ministry for my family or sometimes I'm ignoring my family for the ministry. Mm -hmm. And if God has called me to do this, he's going to make this both work in my life Mm -hmm. and one is not going to get ignored. So if I'm doing it in my own strength, one of them is going to get neglected and I'm going to be miserable to Mm -hmm. that point. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I'm doing this in God's power, they're both going to be taken care of. That doesn't mean it's not going to. It's not going to be laborsome, right? right? But it does mean that it's going to be both of them are going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's such a hard balance for me. Yeah, I, I would echo that. I think that there have been many times in the last 14 years of NYC when I thought I was doing ministry for the Lord, but it was very evident that I was miserable in doing it. And people told me I was miserable to be around in doing it. And that was fact that I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. And what's interesting is with Israel, straw really wasn't the issue. I mean, Miguel already said this with Abraham, but it was their heart that was the problem. Mm-hmm. So so think about think about what is really happening in this scene, this bartering brick scene. Israel, let's say Israel is a Christian, right? They're a person, an individual. Rachel is Israel. And someone walks up to Rachel and says, if you will give me straw, which is literally leftover grass, like it's waste nothing, it's worth nothing of no value, it blows away, it's fire. Like, if you'll give me straw, I'll give you God. 
And they were upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> they threw a hissy fit like a tantrum child because they lost their straw, even though God was promised. That's all of us. And that's really like that is really Tuesday in a nutshell of camp. But we all do that. There's always something where like, I don't want to lay that down, but you'll get God. But I don't want to lay that down, but you'll get God. And so with me, uh, there have been many times in the last 14 years where camp has been that. It's been my uh, I, I'm doing I'm surrendering. I'm doing this for the Lord. And yet wrong motives, wrong heart. And so I really wasn't doing it for the reasons I thought I was. And it was miserable and it was difficult. Uh, but I can really and, and you probably can test this more than anybody. I can really say that there's a. A peace, a joy, a contentment in the work we do. Mm-hmm. We work a lot on camp. It is a very laborious. And I would say because we've surrendered it, maybe the work's even more now. It's like the straw's <laughs> been taken away. But there's such a peace and joy and contentment. And it's almost, it's simpler, right? It's it's harder, but it's simpler now this way because we did surrender that. Yeah. The beautiful part about it too is that, you know, if you imagine what Israel was going through at this time, Moses literally came and said like, hey, God wants to free you. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to go talk to this Pharaoh because that is God's plan for you to be free. So then he goes and the Pharaoh's like, nope. <laughs> and I'm going to make the work even harder. Yeah. It's like, hey, I got, I got bad news for you. <laughs> the Pharaoh said no, but God wants to free you. Yeah. So you're going to go through this, but the creator of everything wants you to be free. Yeah. And so we looked at our lives, right? We already know what his plan for us is, what he wants us to do, right? But there's going to be a process in it. Yep. And you're like, Pharaoh said no. So we're actually going to talk about that uh, Tuesday camp uh, before we get to the straw part. We're going to talk about how Israel, right? Israel's the Christian, but they find themselves under the thumb of Pharaoh. Who is Pharaoh? He's this worldly ruler who really has no right in their life, but who has takes command of their life, who's holding them hostage. And so really in the Christian life, that's exactly what a new convert goes through. They're saved. They are gods. They belong to him. And yet there's someone else who has their thumb on their life. There's someone else trying to call the shots and command their life who has no right. And so there's this wicked ruler of the world that they have to be set free from. A lot of times that comes by surrender, laying down the straw. That's, um, wait a minute. Uh, you will, anyway, and she she took the question yeah, away. She I'm, we're question. I'm away. so sorry. Okay, no, 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 that's okay. It's it's a long one. So basically, if you're um like I don't have any kids, so I don't I I you want sympathize. One of mine? <laughs> Excuse me. You want one of mine? Uh, no, pick, which no, one? No, no, not the new one. I want to see how this one turns out. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take the unborn one. He has a chance. But. That just took a dark turn. I don't know. <laughs> After he asked one about the ink pen, I don't yeah, know. Jonah, like, yeah. uh, who dropped the pen? You or Jamie? Jamie dropped the pen. Jamie, she dropped the pen, <laughs> and Kevin asked Jonah, "Can you pick up the pen?" So Jonah not only steps on it, but steps on it twice. And he like, kick it away from me. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Sounds a little proud. No. Jonah, no. But um, when you find yourself, okay, so we all go through this. At least I hope you guys go through it too. Where it's like, I'm going to do this for the Lord. And we start doing it. And God's looking at us like, I don't know why you put my name on that. <laughs> for me, like, oh yeah, I, I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I didn't tell you to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, Lord, like help me. Like this is impossible. Yeah. And He's looking at you like, that's not what I told you to do. Yeah. Okay. So I think that when you find yourself like struggling 
that that's a good time to check the messenger. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Be like, hey, I think I'm doing this right. Am I? And guys mm-hmm. like, no, that's not what I said. Do this instead. And we're like, oh, so wait, that's gonna take longer. And he's like, I know exactly, but <laughs> it will be easier. You, you know what I mean? Like the other project looks shorter, but it's nearly impossible. Yeah. You're gonna sweat a lot. Yeah. Where, where this, it may be longer and it may seem harder, but I'm gonna, I, I got you. Yep. On, on, on this one, you know what I mean? Where this other one is like, you're pretty much on your own because you're not doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? What I said do. So often, like, um, I have a heart for the lost. And a lot of times I'm like, wow, that person is so lost. Like, I need to, like, intervene. You know what I mean? And God's like, oh, there he goes again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not that the person shouldn't, like, I, I, I shouldn't speak to the person. Okay? But, like, it's like God is like, no, that's not what I taught you how yeah. to do it. Like you're you're showboating all on your own yeah. now. You, you know what I mean? So, so that actually fits perfectly into the story because do you know what happens before Moses comes to Pharaoh? He tries to free them one Egyptian at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he kills an Egyptian in the desert. He thinks, oh, that'll free him. <laughs> and that's what he did. He tries to put God's name. Like, he had a burden for his people and tried to fulfill God's work through his own efforts. And it did not end up well. He ends up on the backside of a desert for 40 years right. uh, with his father-in-law's sheep, not even his own. And so that's exactly what you're talking about is a lot of times we try to do God's will via our efforts. And that never goes well. Right. So the, to answer it is, is like... If you feel as though you're miserable doing God's work, then you're not doing God's work. Yeah. I mean, and that's it's, a good indicator. Like you said, that's a good that's uh, as you self-examine as we should, mm-hmm. right? That right there, I think is, is key to be like, yeah, there's something that's not right here. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. So, what is your answer? You've had plenty of time. I mean, probably camp is probably one of the biggest ones. We've done it in our own effort and our own strength, and then let's not do that again. But yeah, that's not a good time. Yeah, let's not do it's that again. <laughs> no, actually, that, that year was fun. Right. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it was other years. God's dog has a way of getting us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, no, not even that little year. Before that, little too. before that, yeah. What year was the tornado? Seventeen. Eighteen. No, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Seventeen. Okay. Yeah, that year was. Friendly God, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> uh, so today's considerable quote is, we are never losers from doing the will of the Lord. Mm, that's a good one. By George Mueller. George Mueller. Uh, so the feature content for today is Build My Life by Pat Barrett. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was curious how you'd say that. Barrett. Barrett. So Miguel. Yes. What item should they bring to camp? Last week was straw. So this week is we did bricks and Legos. Yeah. So he see he listens. He uh, does look at him. Bring a stick. <laughs> a small <laughs> stick. I don't want like a big branch. I don't want a big tree log. Bring a stick. Bring a stick. A stick like a, a, just like a twig. He came. He was too prepared. He was for too that. prepared. Yeah, that was for the I don't catch a chicken nugget. Yeah. yeah. But that's He's a guest star. Chicken nuggets. Keep your chicken nuggets. <laughs> Bring a stick. Bring a twig. I'm guest hosting. They're going to call him me. Yeah, I he was ready. He was too ready for it. He was too ready. So the answer to last week, I don't know if anyone got it right, but the answer was D, um, Mandarin no Chinese. No one got it right. No one got it that right. That I saw. No. no? Okay. You wrong, I saw B. wrong answers. Yeah, I saw okay. wrong answers, but not. Okay. So this week's question is, what temperature are bricks baked Ooh, at? Ooh, that's a fun Ooh, one. That's a great question. A, we would burn the cookies at these temperatures. Right? 
A, 350 to 750 degrees Fahrenheit. B, 500 to 800 degrees Fahrenheit. C, 1000 to 1600 degrees Fahrenheit. Or 1800 to 2400 degrees Fahrenheit. Bonus points if you get Celsius. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Then we won't know if it's right or not. Yeah, then I'll have to go do some work to figure that out. <laughs> so be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe. We want this the thing too. Yep, they do that. We will see you very, very, very soon. Very soon, yes. Oh, we should go. We should yeah, get we some work, work to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Bye. See you. Bye, guys. Jamie is really the dude that holds all this together. It is. It's really oh, is. Jamie, come back. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I didn't want Kevin to judge me. <laughs> <laughs> oh.